Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors side, just reacting to the Toronto Raptors 108 to 115 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks Riker. This team, the game was going back and forth and back and forth, and we just can't seem to pull out these big wins as of late, Riker. This one, you can't hang your head too low in a loss against the Milwaukee Bucks, Ben. This is a fantastic regular season team. In my opinion, one of the best ever. The These guys have an incredible core. They're long. They're great defensively. They have a good coach. They have their question marks come playoff time. But to, to be close, to be competitive throughout the whole game, that's not an overall negative. But, Ben, there is issues at large that were frustrating this one, like always throughout this entire season. And I, I don't know. I know that fans are just starting to get frustrated, Ben. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And we've had some tough opponents over the past few, the past two games against Indiana. Really nice win against in the first game against Indiana and against Miami, and then a tough loss in the first half of that Miami series. So to come out here, you and I said we'd like to at least have a winning record in this sort of five-game stretch. We did have a losing record, but the games were close. There wasn't any games that were just horrid, but we have that sort of impression. At least I do, and I think most Raptors fans were... We just feel like we got to beat the Bucks. And I know, I agree. In the regular season, they're one of the best teams of all time. Giannis last year with the MVP Defensive Player of the Year. He probably won't get it this year just because of voter fatigue, but he's having another remarkable season. So we've even lost to them in the past with Kawhi and stuff in the regular season. But you just have this feeling when you play the Milwaukee Bucks. The Raptors just always get the best of them when it matters. And it felt like tonight was a game that kind of mattered to this Raptors team. It could have been a huge momentum swinging game for this season and could have sort of shocked some life back into this team after a tough loss against Indiana. So I thought when the game was close, it was going back and forth, they'd be able to sort of bounce back. But even with Norman Powell's remarkable performance, it just it just wasn't happening tonight, Riker. And it was not, and I'm breaking it out early if you are a fan of the podcast, you know what's coming. The Walmart hat, the discount Raptors, the Tampa Bay Raptors. And you know what? I'm going to say it right now, Ben. We've been told, we've been advised that we need to plug the subscriptions, the likes a little bit more. So like this video, if you think that the Raptors can turn it around. We both believe, before I start trashing on the Raptors, that this is only a blip. This is growing pains they will come into their own and also hit a like if you enjoy breaking out this walmart hat in general and definitely subscribe but ben it's it's bag on the raptors time this game all you need to do let me say this all you need to do to defend Giannis antetokounmpo is stand straight up in the paint that's all aaron baines needed to do this one he got himself 22 minutes he earned that only because he's tall and what does he do with his minutes out there on the court he shoots seven threes he plays like a lunatic. He gets himself fouled out of the game. I, I, I'm scratching my head as to what the coaching decision was there. I, I forgot that Pascal Siakam played on this team because he absolutely disappeared when I thought that we could have had points come from him. And I was also looking at Nick Nurse saying every time that the Raptors brought this game close, Kyle Lowry was on the bench. Leave Norman Powell at the two. Now, of course, he redeemed himself. He had 11 points straight in the fourth to really bring it close. But there was some bad parts about this game. And it just seems the reoccurring theme, Ben, that there's just mental lapses that if the Raptors want to start winning, they need to tighten up those screws, Ben. Yeah, and you made the point on the last podcast to say Kyle Lowry should be 
put to the bench, which is pretty controversial, and it was certainly controversial in our comments section, Riker. People were sort of back and forth. They were calling some people casuals because they thought Kyle Lowry should be moved to the bench, and then other people were calling people insane, saying that he shouldn't be. So it was, it was just a complete mess down there, and I get why it's controversial. And you look at games like this, and it makes sense. As Kyle Lowry... Remarkable performance, particularly at that end. At the end, with his 11 over or 11 straight points he had for the team, and you look at his box score: 21 points, six rebounds, three assists, seven to 12 shooting, six of eight from the three-point line. And I'm a huge Kyle Lowry supporter. I think it's a bit wild that people are even thinking he should move to the bench. But the point that remains is that Norman Powell just is a beast in that starting unit. He comes out so there... So good. Yeah, he, obviously OG Ananobi was out tonight, and I think that was a huge reason that this team struggled at, at points, particularly Garden Giannis, and he brought up the struggles of Aaron Baines, but I gotta give credit, a little shout-out before we dive into it, Stanley Johnson, but he did a really good job on, as the main defender, but I digress. This team with Norman Powell in the starting unit is just a whole different... It's at a whole different level, and we saw it when he was even playing his more natural position at the two where he just really explodes and maybe it's just the Milwaukee Bucks and Indiana Pacers because that's sort of a meme that goes around that Norman Powell sees red when he sees the Milwaukee Bucks he's the deer hunter the official deer hunter and same thing with the Indiana Pacers so that's it's a it's its own thing but even the stretches where it was Norman Powell and Fred Van Vliet and yes Fred Van Vliet had a horrific game by his standards tonight three of 17 from the field had 10 assists which was nice but only 10 points and I guess horrific in terms of shooting percentages and stuff, but when him and Norm were on the court together, it did look really good, and Lowry did struggle at times, and he didn't really piece it all together by the end of the game, but I think that's more of a case of him coming back from his little break that he had of, I think it was five, six days, and then just getting back in the swing of things rather than some inherently wrong thing with Kyle Lowry being in the starting lineup, Breaker. You're, I think you're misinterpreting why I don't want Kyle Lowry in the starting lineup anymore. It's not a deficiency that Kyle Lowry has. It's not a misstep in its game. It's just it makes more sense to have a more proficient lineup out there. If if Norman Powell and Fred Van Vliet are proven one-two combo to get it done, why, just for the sake of legacy, do you need to insert Kyle Lowry into the starting lineup? Right. You can play him. You can close. He's proven he can close games still. He's the impact guy. You, he's very valuable come playoff time. But if that's not the recipe that's going to win games, just because he's the veteran, just because he's the GOAT, just because it would probably hurt his feelings to put him on the bench, I don't think that's enough reason to start him if Van Vliet and Norman Powell gives you more height in the backcourt and looks like it's way more productive offensively, Ben. That's my point. Riker, and I'm also almost moving to a point, especially where Boucher, obviously, he had that six, seven game stretch where he was remarkable, sort of coming off the bench and swatting 10 blocks a game and then scoring, hitting three, shooting 60% from three, wherever he was at. And he's kind of come down, back down to earth. Obviously, a game against, we bring it up all the time, the Sixers and the Bucks with big guys that attack the rim like Giannis and Embiid. It's not necessarily the game for Boucher because it's a little bit too physical for him to play the center position, but. So I, I'm less lenient towards him going into the starting unit, but I'm almost moved in a place because I, I just the the level of production Kyle Lowry brings, and even though it's a it's a little bit 
not basketball related, but the legacy side of things, I don't think you put him to the bench, at least not this season. Not You do that at the start of the year when it's a game plan and stuff. You don't just sort of break that out out of nowhere. But running a starting unit of Lowry, Fred, Norm, and then when OG comes back, him and Pascal in the front court, I think that that's our best five guys and maybe it's even so Stanley sm- Johnson out there. It's too small. It's too small. You can't play that lineup against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the reason why Aaron Baines played 22 minutes this game. That's the reason why Chris Boucher played 13 minutes this game because we need size. And OG was sorely missed this game. We probably would have played him at the five for a lot of this if, you know, to have him matched up against Giannis. I think it was a crying shame that Paul Watson, for whatever reason, came off the bench before Stanley Johnson because <laughs> Stanley Johnson did great work with his time out there. You know, it you just need size. You need strength. You need guys that are going to go out there and get it done. And I'm not saying Kyle Lowry shouldn't be the closer, but – it's just too small. This box team has length. They have size. They have defensive strength. They're one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. And when Kyle Lowry was out there until the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, this Raptors team struggled. Yeah, and I get the point against the Milwaukee Bucks, and Aaron Baines obviously played a lot of minutes tonight, and he did a good job at times being underneath the rim, but still, I wasn't <laughs> crazy impressed with his overall performance, and you alluded to the, the fouling and the just hucking up threes all night, so... It uh, it's nice to see him confident and that he's actually at least trying to be a threat out there on the offensive end. But still, <laughs> his pick and roll defense is tough, and he's not the rim protector that a guy like Marcus or Serge Ibaka were. So it's tough to see him really get a bundle of minutes. But I get you have to run length, and maybe we have to make some roster moves. But you can get that size with even Stanley Johnson out there, and a lot of people are calling him to start at center. I've seen that sort of meme run around, and I guess we Yeesh. we. Yeah, we've talked about it enough. We, we've left it this long with Stanley Johnson. Only 14 minutes tonight, but I thought he did a really good job guarding Giannis onto Takumbo. I thought his on-ball pressure, his help side stuff was, was really great to see. Utah came out and just hustled, as he always does. What were your thoughts from those two guys, Riker? Yeah, well, we brought in a couple of new writers for our website, and one of them is extremely high on Utah, What Watanabe, and... I thought he did all right in his minutes out there. He was great plus minus. I thought his length, his size, it makes sense. He got overpowered completely. He got bullied by Brooke Lopez once. But he goes out there, he tries to shoot. I think his efficiency is not great yet, but he looks confident at least. But Stanley Johnson, he played 14 minutes. But basically all 14 of those minutes were in the final three minutes if that makes any sense because that's when he had that Giannis matchup that's when he was getting strips he was being in the passing lane I just he went from being a meme bet from being absolutely unplayable we were gonna rename the DeMario Carroll gold gold star Star. we were we were good this was gonna be Stanley Johnson on the screen right here that's how that's how much in the doghouse this guy was and how much he struggled when he was out there playing but he has done a complete 180 with this time as uh this past like few even month with on the toronto raptors he's just earned the respect of nick nurse the coaching staff the rest of it the fan base with his hustle his energy and now obviously he came out he earned his minutes with just being able to to guard people to be hustle be that replacement of hustle jefferson and not be a complete liability in terms of three-point shooting but now we've sort of seen his offense come into to form he had a couple threes tonight and one of those threes down the stretch, Riker, is really encouraging. It had me hyped up. It had pretty well everyone hyped up. But 
it's we'll it's, swing it to the segments, Ben. We're gonna if we're talking about it, we gotta go to the segments here. Yep. Tonight the Let spicy the spicy pile of the day, and it's not going to Siakam as you brought up because he kind of disappeared a lot of this game. But Stanley Johnson had a clutch bucket. It could go to Kyle Lowry's run at the end that really brought the Raptors back in it or made it competitive again. But Stanley Johnson hit that clutch corner three. The fact that we have faith. Imagine me telling you, Riker, telling the the fan base, going back in time six weeks and say, you know what? <laughs> You're going to feel confident when you get two clutch shots from Stanley Johnson to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the regular season. And obviously the second one didn't go down, but I just felt a bit of at peace that he, he had that shot and he hit the first one right here. Eight for 13. His last miss, I believe, made him nine for or eight for 14 at home or at Tampa. And you're right, Ben. This is a complete 180. He wanted all the smoke <laughs> he wanted he wanted that final shot and i think that jack was frustrated that he took that shot because it was yeah. a quick possession they had 50 seconds left they could have ran a set they could but have maybe open. had an opportunity it, it was open i don't care to lose that way because yeah. to me it wasn't yes you know a close game it's won or lost on the final shots it's a make or miss league that's the cliche mm-hmm. in basketball but to have stanley johnson hit that dagger corner three to bring it to four and then have the opportunity the very next play to shoot it again when he's feeling good. That's not bad. I'm not faulting him for this L. I'm putting this on a combination of things throughout the game, Ben. So I completely agree with you. What a career turn it's been for Stanley Johnson. Stan the man, I'm going to call him. Stan the man, the Stanimal. Imagine we're in Toronto, Riker, or the fans are in Toronto. And Stanley Johnson just hits two clutch threes against the Milwaukee Bucks to lead the Raptors to a win. That would have been like the Kawhi shot. That would have been, I guess there wasn't any fans around the OG shot, but that would have been equally as hype. But unfortunately, not all plays can be the spicy pile of the day. And some just make you say, oh, geez, Riker. And I think we saw Peter Parker and uh, Mary Jane out there on the on the basketball court It was looking cute, Ben. (laughs) It was looking cute. Um... I'm going to play the role of Norman Powell playing Mary Jane. <laughs> he was driving baseline. He slipped. He was just sitting down. And Brooke Lopez, he just leaned. Can I get it on the camera? He oh, leaned yeah. down over him. I'm. This is the POV of, POV of Norm. Went for the kiss. Everybody in Reddit thinks they were going to kiss. I thought it was going to happen. It was weird. <laughs> it was. He was just making a play of the ball or something. I don't know. Yeah, definitely, certainly an OG's play of the game, and a wild, wild camera work by by Riker right there, getting right into that. I think, uh, yeah, I think you should grow out the hair, man. I think you look good with the the towel over there. I know you're a big fan of the long hair, so I don't know. Leave in the comments what you think. But uh, finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Damari Carroll Gold Star Award, not the Stanley Johnson Gold Star Award tonight, and. There's a few things. We've alluded to some of them, but there's a few things this could go to, Riker. Yeah, Ben. Surprisingly, it's not going to Fred Van Vliet tonight because mm-hmm. he shot 3 for 17. He shot 17% from the field. He still put in a good game. He still. I challenge anybody to look. Give me the eye test and say that Fred Van Vliet didn't need to be out there. He played fantastic. It's going to Pascal Siakam for doing virtually nothing this game. It's going to Aaron Baines for playing like garbage. You know, We want you to be a pylon. You just need to be a pylon, and you can't even do that. You have too much movement. Your only role is to stand straight up in the lane. Pylons no. don't shoot seven threes. <laughs> Put that That's... on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody give us a mock 
design pylons don't shoot seven threes i will make that a shirt i will pay money to wear that during our podcast if somebody makes it then that to me that's the demari carroll gold star right there yeah and uh people are still they're calling and you've named that the nick nurse walmart had on many's a podcast and people are calling out nick nurse saying where is maddie t where is matt thomas obviously the defense it's tough to go up against the milwaukee bucks especially when you don't trust the guy but Came out, I guess, I think it was in the second Indiana Pacers game, got some minutes at the end of the third quarter. I think it was one singular minute, actually, and got a four-point play, and it was a it was a quick huck-up. It was a swag shot for Matt Thomas. So do you think Nick Nurse is holding this guy back? Obviously, Terrence Davis has been horrific in the past few games. Came out tonight. I don't know if he was terrible, Riker. Had eight points in 19 minutes, but definitely not outstanding by any means. What are your thoughts on that whole Matt Thomas situation? Terrence Davis had a dirty step back on uh, mm-hmm. three on Giannis. Listen, the smallest guy that they're playing out there is DJ Augustine. You know, they got Connickton off the bench who's big, Bryn Forbes off the bench who's big. Like, there's no small guys coming off the bench, really, for the Milwaukee Bucks. You need to have your defense on at all times. And Matt Thomas, who... Nick Nurse basically has said it. His defense is not good enough for him to trust him in certain matchups. It makes sense that he's not going to play against Milwaukee, regardless if he's going to come out and splash threes because the Raptors, they needed stops. They needed to consistently get stops all game long. In other series and other playing against Indiana, you know, Matt Thomas definitely deserves to play that one. They have no bigs. They have Turner and Sabonis. That's it. But uh, and- well, they got bigs, just not like big guards. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not this, not this matchup for Matt Thomas, though. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting case because you look at players across the league like J.J. Redick, who aren't necessarily, he even says it on his own podcast, he's not out there for defense. He struggles on that end of the floor. But I don't think Nick Nurse came into the season when he said he expects Matt Thomas to have a consistent role for him to come out and be a Stanley Johnson, OG Ananobi, Utah type, where you're just clamping people down and being a defensive threat. But... I think he probably assumed that Matt Thomas would be able to come out there and just play within the system, be able to do things, not miss rotations, hit the bash cutters, do all the things that are off the ball that J.J. Redick does do that keeps him on the court. Even guys like Kyle Korver was the same deal. And Nick Nurse said the reason he's not getting the minutes is because he's not playing within the system. It's not necessarily because of the other things like getting blown by, being smaller, all that sort of stuff. So obviously maybe... An OG has the the leash to miss one of those plays because he's such a good on-ball defender. He can recover and those sorts of things. But Matt Thomas doesn't have that leisure. And if he's not playing defense, that's a num- that's a prerequisite for this Toronto Raptors squad. And Stanley Johnson, to his credit, he didn't play defense last season when he was out there. And that's why he didn't get his opportunities. And now that he came in with this new attitude, this new focus... He got his opportunities, played through his mistakes, and now we're looking at him as a guy people are saying should be our starting center, Riker. <laughs> dreams come true, Ben. Dreams come true. Let's 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 hope that the Raptors are collectively dreaming about just getting a win for once. We saw Bradley Beal crying, seemingly crying or praying on the bench after the Wizards came three and one or three and one. They would love to be three and one, three and ten in the East. So. Let's let's not suffer that same fate. The Raptors need to get a couple of W's in the column. I believe we're playing Orlando. We're playing the Sacramento Kings. Like if these are L's, then we have some serious issues. Yeah, we got just pulling up the the schedule now. Our next games versus the Sacramento Kings. 
Then we have Orlando, Orlando. Then we have that trash squad in Brooklyn. Then we have Atlanta and Memphis. So Wizards, we have some easy games coming up. So hopefully we get a little win streak going. But yeah, you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Got lots of cool stuff happening over at the RaptorsDigest.ca. So we're plugging that to death. I think uh, we're back on the TikTok scene, Riker. Had a week of community guidelines violations for, I guess, they didn't like our takes about the Toronto Raptors, but... (laughs) Don't know why TikTok is banning us over there because we just put out the similar content to here. So there's that. And yeah, you guys are the best to make this far. You have any last words, Riker? Like, subscribe, all that. You yeah, got the deal. We didn't really realize that likes actually really matter and they, they help us out a lot in like subscriptions and stuff. So we're plugging that a little bit more. So definitely do that. We'd really appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs>